What up, what up? This is Coach Liebs, and welcome to another episode of Bean Talk, the show that airs every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Instagram Live, and we talk to a different NFL player every single week and break down the nuances of the game of football and try to uncover the details of their craft that make them great. In episode three of Bean Talk, we have a very special guest, Chicago Bears wide receiver Taylor Gabriel. And this guy just has an unbelievable story. Undrafted out of Abilene Christian, was on a free agent tryout with the Cleveland Browns, and basically begged the GM to keep him around through training camp and promised him if you do, it'll be the best thing you've ever done. Ended up earning that spot through training camp, balled out during his first rookie training camp, made the team. And after Cleveland, he had a stop in Atlanta where he was a big part of that team that played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And now he just signed a big four-year, $28 million contract with the Chicago Bears, and he's their go-to guy up there. So it's really been an incredible journey for him, a kid who's 5'8", 175 pounds. So I think his game is one that can relate to a lot of young players, and especially some of the smaller receivers. And he's a guy where he really defies size, and I don't think size is really an issue for him. He's found a way to overcome any of those challenges, and he makes plays every single week. Really an incredible interview. It was supposed to be 10 to 15 minutes, and we ended up staying on there for, for 30 minutes because we just couldn't stop talking. So someone I've become very close with, someone who means a lot to me, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview with Chicago. Chicago Bears wide receiver Taylor Gabriel. Hope you guys enjoy. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle because we gotta eat. Football's a bean. Or like he's on a bean right now. Tough it on his bean tough. You're Zanny. Zanny. What's up, bro, bro? How you doing? I'm straight. I'm straight. I just got done golfing, bro. Bro, that's that's like been your, your pastime, huh? I know, bro. I know, I know. Young Tiger, Turbo Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Did you start recently? You've been playing for a while. I Man, I've been playing for two months, bro. That's what I thought. I remember you you added uh, Taylor Made on on Instagram. And they sent you clubs like the next day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was tough, man. Oh, yeah, your boy Andrew Hawkins is on here. I feel, man. You need to boot him off, man. He ain't no good. <laughs> That's too funny, man. But all right, I appreciate you coming on. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Obviously, we've gotten to know each other pretty well, just talking yeah, ball yeah. and exchanging film and stuff. So this can be cool stuff. Let's get right into it, though. Uh, so we had we had a lot of questions. The questions all revolved around yo turbo and relating to you in some way as an undersized receiver or a receiver who was kind of you know overlooked so let's just start with your journey like what if you had to start with the taylor gabriel journey like where are you going to start as far as your path to the nfl uh i was i was starting cleveland just uh not getting that call on uh signing day not knowing where i was gonna go you know what i mean so i was kind of mm-hmm. like lost so my decision really came down to me it was really Either Cleveland, the Raven, the the Raiders, or Baltimore on tryout. So I ain't have a undrafted nothing, man. That was really just a camp body. That's what they call right. them, camp bodies. Mm-hmm. Really, I was just a camp body, really. See, that's great. See, I have like probably four or five guys I'm training right now that are camp bodies. So yeah, what, what was that like? Body. You know, they, they, it's a very uncertain time because they go to camp, you come back, you don't have a call, and yeah. you're like working out, just uncertain. Like, when is this call gonna come? Like, try take take me into that a little more. So it's a it's a rookie mini camp. So it's a three day rookie mini camp. So I went there, and uh, the first day, actually, I got hurt. I strained my hamstring, but that was after we did we did one-on-ones, after we did, you know what I mean, seven-on-seven. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, I showed enough talent, like speed and ability and agility to uh, stay on the team. So one thing I did is I went up to the GM's office, and I basically, like, begged him, like, man, if you just keep me around for 
OTAs, man. I promise this will be the best decision that you ever made. And this is me going up to the gym. Everybody in the NFL know, like, man, if you see the GM, you kind of, like, still face and walk by. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody say that to the GM. So I was just taking it out on the limb, bro. And I went upstairs and I talked to the GM. And he kept me, bro, and the rest is history. That's unbelievable, man. I've never heard a story like that. That's That's crazy, bro. It's so crazy. That's dope because it's it's so wild with some of my clients that I'm training. They're, like, looking at me for advice. And I don't, you know, you just got to stay ready. But, like, you can't really take matters into your own hands. That's about as much as you could do. And it's cool to work out for you. Yeah, bro. All I could do is ask. 100%. Just being undrafted in a tryout, bro, it's, it's crazy to look back and see how long I've came. You know what I'm saying? And then we were texting yesterday, and you were like, yo, it's going to be funny to tell the people that I was too fast for the NFL at first and kind of how some yeah. of your routes were out of control. You, uh, you had trouble kind of keeping your depth. Like, talk to me. Because there's a lot of kids like that, too, who are super athletic but don't really understand what it's like to play receiver and the art of it. So talk to me about that adjustment and how you kind of fix that. Coming in, I mean, you seen how that was on there. He 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 was... He helped me a little bit. He helped me too crazy. But it was a big adjustment because when you think of just NFL and me coming from a Division two, you think of the, the, the speed adjustment, the uh, how fast the game is going. So I felt like I had to run fast all the right. time every, with everything I was doing. But one right. thing I figured out is that I was out of control, bro. Like, I wasn't able to... To, to stop is good. I wasn't able to be friendly coming back to the ball, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt like me running fast was going to scare the DB, but it did. But also, it, it I was at a disadvantage with being crisp in my routes, bro. Sometimes I was too short. Sometimes I was too deep. Sometimes I was just out of control, like butt hooked into the, into the yeah, DB, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I learned, bro, from the transition from my rookie year to now. It's just being in control. So now I would say, bro, I run my routes probably 60%. But from a DB standpoint, I look like I'm running 100%. Yo, I literally had a D3 kid who was a JUCO transfer the other day, and I was like, you never need to be running routes at 100%. Like, you're athletic nah. enough where you always got to be in control, slow everything down. So what, like, what was it Andrew Hawkins? Like, what was that adjustment? What finally pounded that into your head? Because it's hard. It's easier said than done, just running routes at 60%. Like, that feels really yeah. awkward. If uh, you into that process. It, it took me, it took me, it took me about two years to really just get adjusted to it. I mean, seeing Hawk in the way he running his routes, not just Hawk, but Travis Benjamin, I had a lot of fast guys to look at and watch. So uh, just seeing those type of guys, like being in control of their routes, the depth of their route, misdecision and misdirection of giving the DB false acceleration, that was one thing that I figured out, a false acceleration to get a DB to open his hips. So it took me a minute to transition that from practicing the game. So when you get in the game, you like mentally, you know what I'm saying? Right, everything's everything's at another level. Yeah, so it took me about two years to really understand like it's better to be in control of my routes than out there running just full speed bro out of control slipping and stuff it's third down and six and you got a route that you need to be eight <laughs> yards there you slip at six yeah, and the you know what i'm saying so <laughs> it, it took it took me it took me a minute to, to to adjust to it but it's just funny when i tell people one thing that i had to learn is to not be so fast it, it's so interesting and it's something that i think if you're a receiver's coach or you're in it every day like you can relate to that because there's so many kids like that yeah. and you know something i preach on my page all the time is patient but sudden you're yeah, like patient yeah. while you execute your plan 
and then sudden when you finally make your move. But the patience exactly. is the key. Let let it all play out. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think that's something you've developed a lot. Like the more I've watched your film, the more I've tried to study years previous and to now. And something even we've texted about privately at times is like yeah. those plans of, of you just I think trusting everything more and and trusting your speed more and being able to stay patient and 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 really see these things through and not be in a rush. When I was young, bro, I was definitely out of control, bro. It, it was yeah. disgusting. It's disgusting. It makes me cringe when I go back and look at like my written tape. I feel you. I feel you 100%. Is there, are, there, are there any drills? Like, do you have anything specific for people who might struggle with that, that, that you feel like really helped you or, or a specific piece of advice? I mean, just cone drills, just regular, like the, little, the, the four square drills, or you can kind of set up the, the cone where your route is. You can put you, if you got like a, a 10 yard curl or a 12 yard uh, curl or something like that, you can set a cone at five to six yards and figure out where you can get that speed burst at. So then mm -hmm. the anticipation of coming out the line and then getting that extra speed burst, but not being out of control. Cause when you put that right. speed burst, you got that extra burst. So it's harder to come out your break. So you right. really got to figure out what you're comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. to, 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 to do that. So me, if I'm running a 12 yard curl, I'm giving up all my clues and stuff, man. You, you, you heard me right now. But now if I got a 12 yard curl, I'm comfortable <laughs> with, I'm, I'm comfortable will get my speed burst at six yards yeah. i'll still be under control control but some people are at four some people are at eight you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. some people got better feet some people at eight but that's something that's real good to kind of kind of fill out but it, it's, it's cool to feel once you run in that curl and get that extra burst to feel yourself coming out that break and i think that's something interesting that you're talking about that people don't realize is how much freedom you have as an individual receiver to add your own flavor to each route yeah. Right, yeah. like I, I can use my speed burst at six. Someone else might be at four. A lot yeah. of young kids think that a curl route is drawn as a straight line and then come back down. There's nothing, <laughs> nah. you know what I'm nah. and, and it's something that's hard for me. Like I, I I'm a very technical coach. I try to give everyone every, here's where every step should be. Here's every ounce of detail. Here's how it should be. But it's like yeah. you can't let that have you become a robot. Like it's still an art. It's still your art. It's still your painting. Every time you run in a route, you gotta exactly. add your own flavor to it. Exactly, exactly, bro. And, and everybody's different. You can you can coach right. one thing, but the way I get out of my brace, brace might be different from somebody else. The way, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so everybody's exactly. different, but at the same time, you can put your own flavor. Tay got his own flavor. Uh, Nunu got his own flavor. Everybody got their own flavor. You just got to figure out what's yours. 100%. And that's, that's the most fun part for me, coaching wideouts, is like, here's a box I want you to live within. Here are the fundamentals I want us to all share. But then yeah. being able to let you go rock this way and someone else go another yeah. way and, and managing all those different styles is a lot of fun as a coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what is it about, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Devontae Adams, you mentioned Mohamed Sanu, the two previous guests. I think I'm really something we were both excited about having you on as the third guest was yeah. that your game is so much different than theirs. Um, talk to me, I guess you had to attribute your success to, you know, a couple things. What makes you great? What has given you the success you've had so far in your career? Uh, I would say my speed, man, my, my speed is helping me so much in my career and not just my speed but my consistency of, of catching the ball when you think of speed guys or someone who's ama like amazingly fast they can't really catch you know what yes. i'm saying and right. that goes to let's say a guy that runs a four six him running like when you're running like your head is moving you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so mm -hmm real fast guys like i mean i should i would bounce it bro you know what i mean and that's why i feel like it's harder for faster guys to catch the ball but for some yep. reason i'm able to kind of like focus in and slow my head down and slow the ball down 
before, I'm real good at catching, bro. And I mean, you, I, I sent you a few uh, of my videos of me slowing the ball down, catching the ball, yeah. uh, using my body, my hands and things like that to catch the ball. So I think my speed and my catching ability <laughs> and definitely route running, bro. So right. this, and when you put all three of those together, it's uh, that's hard to stop, bro. Somebody who's fast, who can run routes and who can catch, so. 100%. And, and that's why people ask, hey, how do you have all this? How do you overcome being a shorter receiver? It's, it's those three things. It's oh, your speed, yeah. it's your running ability, your catching ability. Yeah. You know, like size size becomes much less important when you got all three of those things. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and, and one thing and then one thing I didn't talk to you about is just getting off the line, bro, like releases with press. One thing right. about being little, bro, when I played in Cleveland, we had bigger cornerbacks. And mm -hmm. once I figured out how to get off press, once I figured out what I was comfortable with, and I used that and I changed it up a little bit. I mean, it drastically helped my game, bro, by being a yeah. little guy. DBs want to try to get their hands on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just use that, their, that aggressiveness against them. And if you use mm -hmm. that against them, that's when you win. That's exactly what we were talking about maybe a month ago when you texted me. You were like, yo, I just benched 225 18 times. Oh, yeah. I want to get physical with these guys. And I was like, yo, you really can't because like, yeah. most corners yeah. don't have the balls to put hands on you. Because if they if they stop their feet and put hands on you and miss, like you're out. Like Your speed is too fast. So they, exactly. they have to give you cushion at all times. It's hard exactly, for you to, to use your strength. Exactly, bro. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting, man, getting into those nuances. And, and, and so talk to me. So, you know, so last week I was talking to Tay about stealing a release. We texted about this briefly. Um, yeah. we, we were talking about how when it's a run play for him, he tries to take his best release against a corner to gain information as to how he's going to beat him later. Yeah. You kind of explained to me that you do something similar, but it's more to make him feel your, your speed. Take take me through that a little bit, what you like to do on those off plays to, to, to set something up. Uh, in the NFL, you know, a lot of people watch film, bro. So you can see film, you can see speed but at the end of the day it's different to feel it and when i say feel speed bro it's like really being man to man and really feeling this guy like pulling off on me like golly he is fast right. as he was on film so i still release well not i still release and i also use that for like blocking plays so on blocking plays bro i would just run as fast as i can down the field bro still in the release but at the same time i want that deep be to feel my speed to right. really like like golly he's really yeah. as fast as i thought he was yeah. and basically still in the release and also like making sure he felt my speed just so he can get off of me i need a little bit more cushion you know it's 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 just it makes sense like you have world-class speed yeah you know especially these corners you know how cocky these corners come so they're, they're sitting there like he ain't running by me nah, <laughs> I, like, I, I, got, I got i got something else for you boy i'm gonna run yeah. by you right now and, yeah. and the rest of the game now you're on your heels Exactly. And I done ran 20 yards down full speed. I done ran 20 yards downfield full speed and ain't no ball thrown. It's a running play. So they like, right. oh, man, come on, bro. <laughs> you ever use, you ever use something I teach at, at like the high school level is do that, steal a release, run him downfield. Now when he's chasing you on a go ball, then you go and you F him up. You get into his pads, you throw him, he's chasing you, you know, on man-to-man -man coverage, and then you're exactly. he's vulnerable, you know, in the exactly. run game. His block, his block is it's certified as a good block, too. I mean, no my, doubt. Man is not, <laughs> my man is not going to make that tackle. And, and I'm a big believer, too, in, like, that wears on a DB. When you're running through his face and, and, and you're you're putting him in the dirt, putting him in the dirt, getting for getting physical, and then you're running goal balls by him, you're running curl routes at him, like, that, yeah. all that constant pressure yeah. in the run yeah, game, the passion that wears on the DB over 60 minutes, bro. He thinking, he thinking, man, he thinking. 
Now that's dope, man. That, that was a really cool insight to hear for those fast guys, man. That's something all y'all should do. And you got the rest of the game set up from there. So what What besides your speed, someone asked, uh, at A. Manilas asked, uh, besides your speed as a shorter receiver, and you kind of talked about this, like what makes you successful? But I, I guess let's turn it into like, what advice, whether it might be motivational or technical, do you have for shorter receivers that you feel like, you know, may, maybe guys who are shorter, but not the fastest? Is there something you feel like is about your game that, that they can take with them? Just doing, doing more than what was expected of me. Just in the sense of if I'm doing routes on air and I mean, the timing is off with the quarterback or I don't feel right, right on the route or I don't like the route or I mean, I drop a ball, you know what I'm saying? Instead of waiting and going all the way back to the end of the line and waiting my turn, I stop everything and be like, nah, nah, I, I, I gotta get this route one more time, you know what I'm saying? I gotta feel that. And that's one thing that I learned from Matt Ryan, bro, like just excellence through everything, through walkthrough, through, you know what I'm saying? Route yeah. through individual, everything should be excellent. Everything should be perfect. It's like to the, the top of my curl coming out of my curl. So me doing what was more than expected of myself and me, bro, I feel like that kept me in mind and my hunger, bro. I'm, 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 I'm hungry to prove people wrong, bro, to, 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 to prove my family right, man. That just it just it just eat it just eats at me, bro. It was, it was a time to where, bro, I couldn't even sleep at night just because I felt like somebody was getting better than me. I felt like somebody was gonna take my opportunity to show the world what I can do. So it's just that hunger, bro. A lot of people say they want, a lot of people say they want to put the time in, but I mean, you can ask anybody that's around me, my family, whoever, bro. I, I was just on a different type of grind, bro. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night. I mean, I'm running here, I'm waking up out of my sleep to run here. So I was just on a different type of grind, bro. It yeah. was just different, bro. It wasn't, a, it wasn't that, oh, nah, I want to, you know what I'm saying? I really wanted it, bro. No, that's a, that, that's amazing to hear. And I think it's something that the more and more kind of NFL guys have started coaching. I just had a kid drafted for the first time this year. Like, start to realize what separates guys who make it in the NFL and guys who don't. It's not really skill. It's that humble. Yeah. It's that it's that consistent work ethic. It's that waking up to be the best every single day without exactly. a day at all. Where do you feel like you got that from? Did you teach yourself that? Was it something that, you know, you were raised with? Like, where do you think that hunger came from? Uh, I think it was something that I was raised with, bro, because... Throughout, throughout the years when growing up, my pops kind of instilled that into me. Just being great, mm. just chasing greatness, chasing if it's not if it's not something that I feel like I couldn't reach, I had to at least try to reach it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just, bro, just doing more, fam. Just doing more. Like when I say yeah. doing more, not like, all right, I'm gonna get an extra 10, 20 balls. Like, bro, if it's not perfect, bro, you're not able to sleep. If it's not perfect, bro, you're not able to eat. Like it was like drinking water, bro. I was working out, drinking, you know what I'm saying? It was really in me, bro, to prove people wrong. And just by my story, fam, like, I didn't have it easy, bro. I wasn't drafted. I wasn't heard of. Nobody knew of me. I was a tryout. And even when I made it on the team in Cleveland, you have to prove yourself every day at practice. I have to leave an impression on this team saying, oh, we got to keep this dude around. Even now, bro, I feel like at practice, I got to do something. Even if it's just me running a go ball 
and I'm not even getting the ball. I need mm. to be on film like, golly, he was running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's leaving an impression every day, bro. And I think I think that's so inspirational because, you know, so many guys would rather point to their lack of size or lack of opportunities and use it as an excuse, but then they don't have that obsession with the craft. Like you like that shit was so real when you were just explaining, like that hunger, that not being able yeah. to sleep. Like that you wanna know why you're not making it? Because you don't have that hunger. It's not because of your height or because, you know, you were overlooked. Like there like this is such a long process. You might not get that first offer, you might not get that combine invite. Yeah. But like if, if you can't breathe without football and and you have that minimum level of ability, like you'll find a way to make it if you just never quit. For real, bro. You'll find a way to make it. And I'm not just saying that, bro. Look at me, bro. I'm yeah. five. I'm five eight, bro. 168 pounds. You know what I'm saying? I'm fast, but at the end of the day, bro, I just felt like my work ethic, my grind, and just I wanted it, bro. I wanted to be somebody in this world, bro. And not just me being somebody, but I wanted to be in this position to tell kids and people mm. that it's possible you know what i'm saying and i love when yeah. people meet me bro because when people meet me they look at me like golly you my size and that right. is one alone like bro if i can do it fam anybody can do it yeah like what excuses do you have what you're, is you're you, looking bro? at the spitting image right you of, of how you make it man i'm five eight man 168 yeah. bro playing outside receive i'm not slide i'm not no nah, i'm outside bro press all that go yeah, ball off wrist, bro. I'm doing all that, bro. That's I'm saying it is it's no excuse for that, bro. It's if either either if you want it or you don't, bro. And that's it's, what it comes down to. Plain or simple. That's that's amazing, man. I, I've got I got goosebumps just because like it's yeah. so. I'm just thinking about all the kids that are just like you that that are fighting for you know that one look, and it's like this yeah. is what it's about, yo. Like you are that that spitting image of like you know this is what it takes to be that. Like what did you say to me today? You're, you've always been undersized and and, and overlooked or you know some are un underestimated you know and it's like that's that's the realest thing it's such a cool chip on your shoulder that that chip became a positive you if you were more privileged if you were six foot and yeah. you had some more looks that like you might not be here right now you know i might be julio though man if i was, <laughs> if I was six if i was six three two twenty i might be <laughs> right <laughs> real talk though real bro that's bad funny so what are you focused on right now um like what parts of your game are you trying to improve and also, like, you know, we were texting about it a little bit today. You know, you, you've played in the Super Bowl. You just signed a pretty big contract. Like, what what are you trying to improve in your game right now? And then what are you hoping to accomplish overall going forward? Uh, just mentally, man. Just uh, mentally becoming that guy to where I know what's going to happen before it happens. I know the coverage. I know, you know what I mean, the alignment mm -hmm. of the DBs. I know how to watch film now. I'm good with film. I know how to study my opponent. But now it's kind of knowing what's going to happen before it happens, knowing that coverage, you know what I'm saying, and, and, yeah. and calling it out because the game is real slow to me right now. I've been playing for a long time. So mm -hmm. now just kind of using that for my advantage. Like I said, I don't have to use my speed all the time. Knowing when to use my speed, knowing when to slow down, down, knowing when to, you know what I'm saying, uh, either bring, bring my teammates up. It's not just me anymore, me trying to get this, me trying to get that. It's bringing my teammates up, bro. I became a leader. Yeah, and I've awesome. been pushed into that role, and, and that's what I have to be, bro. I have to be a leader from my team, not just, oh, okay, Taylor, got to get this ball. He got to get that. I got to get that. Now, I'm focusing on being a leader, being that person that's, that's in there early, not 
know what I'm saying? Complaining about things, but overcoming those things, not with just me, but spreading that and bringing one of my brothers along. And that's mm. that's that, that's some things that I'm focused on right now, bro. Now, that, that's amazing. And there, there were a couple questions. I actually had a couple questions. I was like, what does being a good teammate mean to you? And it's something I talk to my players about all the time. It's like, yo, once you have reached that level where I can count on you to show up consistently every day and you've kind of, you've, you've matched expectations, my expectations for yourself. Now it's your job to be that leader and bring everyone along and but realize like that that's controversial you know what i mean it's not always comfortable being a leader and yeah. you're trying to push your teammates past their limits yeah. are there any stories you can think of or times where it was like you know you were kind of growing into yourself as a leader and maybe some advice you have for guys that are growing into that role see uh me like i've always been and in atlanta like we have julio like julio he he was the leader he did his thing salute they did that same like everybody kind of led in that in that different type of way and bringing things up but at the end of the day I felt like me coming into this role in Chicago, bro, I, I, I had to become a leader. Not saying there wasn't leaders here, saying that I'm coming from a Super Bowl team and I know what it looks like. I know what a brotherhood looks like. I know what a bond looks like. And I feel like me, I say something as simple as like dancing at practice. It sounds kind of crazy or whatever, but it 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 it, it loosens the mood up. It it makes yeah. it makes practice fun, bro. Once I seen my teammates was having fun at practice and, and enjoying practice and having fun, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's one thing that if I could bring that to practice every day, people would love to work. People would love to come mm -hmm. to practice. So that's one thing that I seen that I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? These these boys like coming to practice and, and having fun and, and enjoying ourselves. And you know what I'm saying? So nah, that was cool. one thing that I seen that stuck out to me just coming into Chicago. And also just, I'm just evolving every year, bro. bro becoming a leader in the sense of not just what I do on the field, but my work ethic, mental, writing down notes, helping the younger guys. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then, being the example you want them to be. Exactly, bro. So that's yeah. big, bro. That's been big for me, bro. That's amazing. Tariq Cohen just commented and he said, talk to him about that Miami game when you demanded the ball. That's a perfect example. <laughs> 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 so talk, talk to me about that. I want to hear this. <laughs> oh man, Rick put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it just—I mean, sometimes people shy away from the big moment or wanting to make the big play or whatever. But I mean, bro, I always been that person who wanted that. I always been that person who wanted to be in that position. And Rick just. Oh my God, we so crazy, man. So basically, we was having we was just having some trouble, man. And I just came to the sideline and I told Coach, I was like, Coach, you gotta give me the ball. I don't care how you do it, Coach. You gotta give me the ball. You gotta feed me. And bro, when I tell you the next play, I made that catch. That catch when I was like upside down. Yeah, and that's the reason why I'm like walking towards the sideline. I'm like walking towards my coach and Tariq, like telling them, like I told you to get me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Sweet good, crazy, man. man. <laughs> I was I was seeing the comments scroll up, and I noticed he was commenting. I was like, "Yo, I gotta hear that." But nah, that's that's cool, man. That that's amazing because like that is part of, and I, and I think that you're probably not really not comfortable demanding the ball like that. So you feel like you've proven yourself to a certain level. You feel like you're the guy who's taking notes and doing the right yeah. things after practice, and yeah. and living in that way where it's like, "Yo, I've earned the right to tell you when I need the ball." Because look at the way I'm handling my business. Look at the way I'm producing on the field. Like now, when, when someone like you in that situation says, "I need the ball." Ball, it means a lot more than somebody who's not following up at the actions. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Really crazy, man. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's bad for you. That's, that's great. I only got a, I got a few more for you, then, then I'll let you go.
go. Uh, a couple guys in the comments were asking, my boy Agardology was asking, uh, who's the hardest DB you've ever played against? The hardest DB I've ever played against. I would say Joe Hayden, man. I would say Joe Hayden, bro. Joe Hayden. He would, I feel like Joe Hayden was like the only DB that would like shoot his outside uh, hand for some reason. Oh, interesting. And it was very like, it was very weird because it's like, I'm asking him like, Joe, if you shoot your outside and you miss me, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? It's over, it's, it's over with. But bro, he would, uh, he would shoot that outside, outside hand, bro. And it wasn't all the time, but it was sometime. And I'm not going to even lie. I say he, he, he called me a few times with it, but I would say Joe Hayden. I, I, I played a lot of DVs. I played Darrell Revis. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I done played a lot of DVs, man. Yeah. But I was so when he would shoot that was, outside hand, he would he would turn in towards the quarterback and still play you man or like that exactly. I, I can see how that throws you off. Exactly, he would turn yeah. he would turn towards the quarterback and play man. But huh. that's after that's after he just played soft shoe. So you thinking right. you finna get up into him and do the soft shoe and he throw that? You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's it's weird. I throw it's you weird. off. It's weird, yeah. bro. But he did it. You can check his film and see like any uh. Any like pregame routines or superstitions that that you follow every week before the game? Uh, like no no drop balls during the week. No. Right. And if I do, I gotta go back and I gotta run that play all over again. Like no drop ball. None. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. That's that's really the only thing I can think of. No. Nah. And then talk to me like last thing about your mindset. Like what is your mindset going into a game? What is your mindset kind of approaching the line of scrimmage? Like how do you how do you talk to yourself? Because, you know, you're someone with a chip on your shoulder. You're someone who's overcome a lot. Like, generally, those people have mastered the way they talk themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one believed in you but you. So, so take me into that a little bit about, about how you've kind of talked yourself through the hard times, but also how you maintain composure, you know, in, in the big moments. I just meant to prepare myself throughout the week. So, I mean, the coaches, they harp on that. If you if you do something repetitively, if you keep doing something throughout the week, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, and you're running this route, you you catching this ball, you, you you catching it over your shoulder, you're doing all the things right multiple times throughout the week. But when you get to Sunday, it's practice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. one thing that I can harp on, bro. I try to make my practice like games. So once that's the amazing. game comes, the game is practice. You, yes. you see what I'm saying? So I really, yes. I really feel that way. You practice how you play. So if I'm catching this ball a curl, you know what I'm saying, six times this week, I know they gonna call it. So I mean I didn't practice it all week. Yeah. It's money. So now it's time to really feel the leverage of the D B and try to get some yak and try to score right. with it. So you really just have to have it for them. Nah, that's amazing. That's something I try to do as a coach, especially for the younger kids. Like the older they get, the less hard I am on them. But like for these high school kids, like I'm hard as hell on them in practice because I'm yeah, like, no. you got to. I, I'm trying to make practice more chaotic than the games. I'm trying to create more stress for you right now. And that when, when you're out there playing those bums on Friday, Saturday night, like it's gonna feel easy. Right. But yeah. you don't wanna disappoint me and you're scared of me right now. I'm gonna teach you how to operate, you know, you know, with that fear. And ten thousand people on a Friday night is is gonna seem simple to you after that. Yeah, one a coach always told me he was like, man, I'm a coach throughout the week. Mm -hmm. I'm a coach you Monday through through Saturday. We got Monday. I'm a coach you Monday through Saturday. But when right. Sunday come, I'm not coaching because because it ain't no need to coach me. What you need to me for? You don't coach me throughout the week. We don't grind it throughout right. the week. It's Sunday. It's time to play now. It ain't no it right. ain't, ain't no coaching need. Once you get to game day, I'm I gotta be your biggest fan. You know, I'm there exactly. to. Support you. I'm there to love you up and to give you confidence. And if the week we put, if the work we put in during the week wasn't enough, that's what I be telling my coach, man. It's Sunday, man. Just, man, just sit back and enjoy the show. 
no doubt, man. I appreciate you, bro. Anything else you wanna you wanna leave the people with? Uh, sure. I'm good, bro. I appreciate you having me on, bro. Enjoy. No myself. doubt, man. I I thought you killed it. I'm excited. We'll definitely get you on here again and, and keep talking and, and keep doing the thing. Bro. We gotta get it. We gotta get it. We gotta get a thousand in the Super Bowl this year, man. Yes, that's the goal. Thousand yards. Thousand, in the Super Bowl. thousand in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you heard it here first. Well, I appreciate you, bro. We'll be in touch. Definitely do this again. But keep doing your thing. You know, I look up to you. And 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 thanks again, bro. All right, then, bro. All right, man. Peace. That's it. That's all we've got for episode three of Bean Talk. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Chicago Bears wide receiver Taylor Gabriel. He was incredible, very, very insightful, uh, very thoughtful about his craft, about the process of making it to the NFL, the process of continuing to improve, and, and just someone that I enjoy talking to every single time. If you haven't seen it yet, there's a wide receiver film room episode on Taylor Gabriel, about 18 minutes breaking down his game versus the Tampa Bay Bucks from the 2018 season, a game where he had seven catches. 104 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, a really good look into the details of Taylor's game and some of the things he does that really makes him stand out. So check that out on YouTube for sure. Um, until next time, we'll definitely have Taylor Gabriel back on the airwaves soon. This is Coach Lieb signing out. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Hold up, brother. Let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team Now they running their hands through my head, my head, through yeah. my head. They used to never want to see my town I, I, I got them coming to the east side now Where they at? In the city where I reside now When they move a little weight, let the D-line Now, running track or running back Gotta keep it moving, never running back never. We running the game and they running laps That's another story for another track See, from the sidelines We gotta hustle cause we gotta eat from the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.